Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Please welcome to my show my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Howdy. Um, J.C., I'm not talking about Smollett today. Great. Not doing it, giving him all the time that he needs, and frankly, it's too stinking depressing for me. I can't handle it. I really can't. I can't take the 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 vindictiveness. I can't take the the ugliness. I can't take it. So we're we're well, not. It's really a non a non story. Oh I mean, my goodness. Other other than I think the calls by conservatives to assault state sovereignty by bringing in the federal government into a state issue. Other than that, it's really a non story. Or the, or the, the the well the thing that's depressing me is this this crazy insane emotionalism driving so-called you know what we would normally refer to as conservatives to to literally put this man in prison for life for a false police report in which he paid someone to beat himself up I'm sorry, I roped you into actually talking about you it. You did, it's okay. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, the whole thing was just so way too depressing for me. I thought that yesterday's show we were bringing some people some really valuable information from a level-headed, prosecutorial background and, and to clear up all of the insane emotionalism and the fake news that's even coming from Fox over this and, and, and the, the response was, uh, now let me say there were some really good responses out there. I mean, I had people saying, Christiane, you know, I, I got caught up in the emotionalism too, and I'm glad that, that you brought to us this level-headed perspective on all of this. I had one lady tell me, Chrisanne, this is, this is a heinous crime he committed. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, heinous, murder, <laughs> right? Murder, mutilation, child abuse. Those are heinous crimes, okay? Not, not beating yourself. Beatings, paying someone to beat yourself up. Uh, oh my goodness! I just <laughs> please, I can't, I can't handle the insanity. And I thought tempering the whole situation with Thomas Paine's quote about the avidity to punish would, would really sort of light some light bulbs, but it didn't. But anyway, I just, yeah. just I, craziness. Well, I have to say, I'm the one that put. Uh, it, it was the former pastor that put low life <laughs> in the title. And uh, so I got, there was one comment from a, uh, from a compassionate, intelligent uh, follower on your Facebook. Yes. Who, who, who called, called me out about low life. But, low life. And so I suggested, you know, 
We should call him a Bible. Jesus did some name calling. <laughs> yeah. As well. Wicked generation. But no, no, of I, didn't, I didn't mean. I wasn't. I didn't mean to be offensive, offensive. To, to the guy. Right, I mean, right, right. I, a lot of his other comments very. Well, we're gonna good. move on. In uh, I just want to remind everybody that the Senate is discussing red flag laws. Okay, and the Senate Judiciary Committee had a meeting, but they didn't actually uh, do anything. So we're still on call to contact the members of the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee and uh, tell them, look, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed by the federal government and tag them on Facebook, tag them on Twitter, tag them on Instagram. Uh, give them, send them my letter about the red flag laws that you can find at chrisannhall.com about how they're unconstitutional, not just from a second amendment perspective, but unconstitutional from a fourth amendment, fifth amendment, sixth amendment, seventh amendment, eighth amendment perspective. My goodness, that's four, five, six, seven, eight, five amendments violated in, in the suggestion of one law or a, a series of laws within this act. And just simply hashtag them shall not be infringed. You can hashtag 4A, 2A, 5A, 3A. You know, I mean, just seriously, uh, don't let them think that this is okay in our minds. We're stuck with uh, uh, Marco Rubio, uh, who has actually submitted a red flag kind of bill to co- to the Senate for approval. Um, I... Don't get me started. Don't get me started. So I want to talk about some good news. Are you ready? He's a conservative. Oh yeah, because he's a conservative. A conservative. So yeah, right. what, See, you know, and this is—I <laughs> don't—I don't—I don't want to—I don't want to be out of line here. What does okay. that mean on this show? <laughs> well, mean, we're not Alex Jones. So. Well, no, no offense to the host, okay, okay. but the, the reactions—if <laughs> you—if you truly, truly grasp the modern. Uh, ideology of quote-unquote conservatives based on you know normal behavior then these reactions are not shocking i i still have this problem i know it makes people mad when i say this uh and i'm that's why i don't call myself a conservative i'm not a conservative i i'm a liberty supporter i'm a constitutionalist yes at, at best okay conservatives and progressives have the same MO just on two different sides of the pers- of the spectrum. Conservatives want government control. Government is the answer in certain areas. And that's why Ruby is a conservative. So conservatives sometimes fall on the side of liberty, but not mm-hmm. all the time. Okay. Right. They they go after, well, the government need like like the Smollett thing that you're not going to talk about. <laughs> um, if you support liberty, then if and and this is quite it is quite possible that some outside actor they obviously contacted the state attorney and it could have influenced her decision even though the decision was was not unusual the basis of her decision could have been the influence of you know the but here's the thing the answer to that that is a if you support liberty that's a state issue so the governor and the attorney general handles that so a supporter of liberty does not call for the federal government, the FBI, to come in and take control of this. That's what conservatives do. That means they call for the federal government to come solve the problem. Okay, That is not liberty-minded, but it is very typically conservative because a leftist is involved. 
a low life like Smollett is involved. So let's get the FBI. Let's get Trump because he's our guy. Let's let's go in and let's let's take care of this and clean house. That's that doesn't support liberty. That's an assault on state sovereignty. You know, JC, something else that is not unusual about the Smollett case that you brought me up, that outside people called the prosecutor to try to yeah. uh, convince them of his character. It is, is actually it's, not unusual. That is not unusual. No. We got calls from family family members, from pastors, from from employers. I mean, all the time. People, even, even from civic leaders civic and leaders, sometimes absolutely. politicians. Oh, yeah. Sometimes other lawyers. Hey, Chrisanne, right. I know this guy. Um, he made a stupid mistake, especially when it's somebody who's who's had a you know uh, maybe one or two times before the law. Look, give him a break. My goodness, but I've had defendants who have who have been before the the court many many times, especially on drug issues. Right? People say, look, he's really trying to clean up. He's working with us in our church, whatever. So it's not unusual to have yeah. someone bring it in. Now there's this. You may allegation. think it's not appropriate, You're right? But it's certainly not unusual. Even if the caller is George Soros, right? It's, exactly. It's, That's it's where still I was going. not unusual. Yeah, it's still not unusual. But I have discovered who is the smartest person in this Smollett case. Who? The prosecutor who recused herself. Well, now she they're saying had... she recused herself, but didn't recuse herself. Oh, so. okay. Well, then she's not so smart. Because I was thinking <laughs> back, I was laying in bed, and I was like, oh my goodness. This prosecutor, this woman who recused herself has got to be the smartest woman because she saw where this is going. I'd have been like, I don't want this case. I don't want no high-profile case. I'm, I'm, you know, let me search through my case log and see if there's a reason I can recuse myself on this and give this to somebody else well, who's maybe camera-hungry or something. Okay. But so it's a, that, that, is, that is a no-win scenario for any prosecutor. Okay, so one more question about this topic that you're not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about. Uh, she sent out an email to, you know, the lawyers in the office saying, "Give, give me examples of where we we do this," mm-hmm. and they're making a big deal out of that. Because they're because because they're ignorant. Okay, I almost let the S word pop out, but they're ignorant. Okay, my goodness, attorneys, prosecutors in the office are always talking to each other. Send me send me examples of this case law. Send me examples of your plea deals. Show me how you've dealt yeah. with this in the past, so so we can I can get a good idea. I mean, oh, see, this is why I don't want to talk about. Well, it's Jason. obvious that it was a, it was a good request because as, as she said, people are clearly so ignorant that they don't understand how it works. So. Give me some examples so I can show all of these stupid people that this is very normal. Oh, and by the way, we still haven't received a call from Fox News. So, you know, they're not they're not looking for yeah, real. Not going to. They're not looking for real prosecutors. No, they had a parade one, so. of experts, which was actually shocking. It's, it almost makes my conspiracy, you know, cell in my brain go off because they had a parade of lawyers, and I heard this guy, you know, law enforcement. In my 25 years of law enforcement, I've never seen anything like it. So you have Baseball. a 25-year police veteran a veteran saying he's never seen a diversion. diversion program. So Please. that's obviously either he's referring to he's to, a traffic to a cop. different aspect of this thing. Maybe he's just a traffic cop. Well, he could he could have been referring referring specifically to a different aspect that I wasn't clear about what he was talking, okay? But he seemed to the question Maybe was about Maybe he's I've never decision. seen anybody file a re- uh, uh, pay people to beat themselves up and then and then file a police report. Maybe that's what he's never seen in 25 years. Maybe. <laughs> Nonetheless, I'm just I, I'm I'm aghast at the whole thing. Hey, I do have we're gonna we're gonna get state news here, JC. We're going state because we got to get away from this federal stuff. And I wanted to run some things by you here today. 
Um, just to sort of get your reaction, I know you hate it when I jump, jump things on you, but I wanted to show you this, okay? Texas House passes a bill legalizing lemonade stands run by children. Doesn't that fall into the category of what the heck? Well, I, I would have to agree with Greg Abbott there at the end. It's a shame that a law for this is even needed. This this ought to be a given. You shouldn't have the legislators shouldn't have to stand up and protect lemonade stands because. But the weird thing, they're under assault from the government. Okay. And so the government has okay. to step up and, and Thank you. protect lemonade stands from itself. I don't understand. Uh, all right. Well, so I, I don't think this was the right solution. When we get back, I want to I wanna talk to you a little bit more about this. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, and we're covering the story about how the Texas House passed a bill legalizing lemonade stands run by children. Okay, so why do you have to legalize something that should never be illegal in the first place? And here's the problem, okay? Now we've opened the door for further legislation, right? So, oh, well, it's legal. We've now given you your permission slip to have these lemonade stands. But wait a minute now. Um, if the government now has a statute legalizing lemonade stands for children, here come the regulations government can regulate your child's lemonade stand and tax it, right? You're now going to have to collect a tax on your children's, I'm telling you, mark it down. Chris Ann Hall said this, March 28, 2019, it is coming. You don't get legislation without regulation. Or else it'll launch a discussion about the the, you know, taxing, what about the tax? And then they'll have to pass another law saying lemonade stands are exempt from taxes, you know, if it meets X, Y, Z. But here's the thing, right? You're going to have a bad actor somewhere, right? True. Somebody's going to build up a lemonade stand and put it in their kid's name and turn it into a huge <laughs> lemonade industry. There actually was and, there, there actually was a little girl making, I, I saw an article about, mm -hmm. I think it was a little girl making big dollars. Yeah, right. See, and then government doesn't let that kind of opportunity to th the thieve from the people go by, even from kids. So here's my point. You know how it works. When we were uh, right here in Florida, we had the whole uh, private corporations given to the Christian school voucher or scholarships and all of that. And then all the sudden the government found bad actors. Well, there's these Christian schools that are acting in Christian in name only, and they're taking all of this private funding uh, for uh, children with special needs and they're not teaching them they're enriching themselves and so then comes the regulation on the private schools the ethics and education act and all this other stuff i'm telling you from experience alexander hamilton said the oracle of experience is what we need to hold to be unequivocal and true and so that's what i'm telling you you're gonna get a bad actor who who is running their child 
you know, labor ring lemonade <laughs> stand. And somebody's been like, you, we got to fix this. Okay, well then you can only be between this age and this age. And then you have to prove this. And then you have to get this regulation and we've got to come by. I'm, it's it's just a complete. And These are the stories that almost make me move from minarchist to anarchist. <laughs> where, where it looks like, you know, it almost looks like government like the state is is just simply a source of evil and problems all they do is make problems let me and 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 so here's from the the minarchist point of view that i have here now not only do you have this potential for further regulation jc but here's what strikes me from a liberty perspective you will now have generations of children in texas thanking the government for the ability to sell lemonade on the corner. Right. Do you right. see how that works yes, now? Yes. See, that should that's why this law should be offensive to parents, because we should say, we don't need your permission slip. We are raising generations of children who thank government for permission slips to do things that they ought to be free to do without government regulation, period. Ergo, conservatives... <laughs> and progressives okay no matter what side government is the answer and the solution and so and, that's and, why and, you and can't label me and it's celebrated don't label me don't label me oh i wanted to share this with you jc this is going to make you happy this is going to be to resurrect something that we have been talking about for a very long time Alabama Senate passed a bill to eliminate marriage licenses, which would nullify federal control in marriage. Okay, so this is this is the opposite. This is right. what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So this is government moving to remove itself from a process. from the equation. Yes. Yeah, see, good and bad. We got not, two examples. Not hey, we're the solution, right? And we're going to do this in order to protect it. Guard we're going to create a law and a mandate that marriage is a union between a man and a woman. Yeah. No, they no, just no, no. get out of it. Get out of marriage completely. Altogether, right. Yeah. So that's great. According to the bill summary, SB, what, what is that there? SB 69 would eliminate the requirement for solemn, solemnization of a marriage for it to be considered valid. Yeah. Cause by the way, that's illegal in, in at least 30 through 33 68. states. We found out if you do, if you as a minister do refuse to act as an agent of the state, and and not submit to marriage state marriage license you are a criminal can learn the easy way you'll learn the hard way chris and hall she's liberty's lobbyist Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I'm really excited about this, JC, because the number of years ago when this whole discussion about marriage and compelling pastors uh, to marry people outside of their faith and all this other stuff, uh, we did a whole show on this. I think we did a series of shows on this. I actually have a video uh, on my YouTube channel where I'm advising pastors on how to avoid the regulations of marriage. And the answer is simply you have to tell people, 
I will marry you in the eyes of God, but I will not marry you according to the state that we live in. I'm not going to be an active agent of the state. And and our pastors need to be trained to say to know that whenever they say and by the authority vested in me by the state of then yeah. that statement they are declaring themselves legally an agent of the state. And I was really excited to see this from Alabama. It says the bill, the law would eliminate the requirement for solemnization of marriage for it to be considered valid, and it would specify that the judge of probate would have no authority to reject any recording of a marriage so long as the affidavit forms and data are provided, and they must record certain affidavits, forms, and data regarding the marriage itself. Now, it's going to maintain some state requirements, so we got all our, our, our legalist Christians, don't get your panties in the wad you still can't marry somebody under you know a a minor and age 16 to 18 you gotta have parental permission and uh, they would not record a marriage if either party is already married so uh, Alabama is still denying uh, polygamy and uh, you can't marry somebody you're related to by blood or adoption, which should preclude any of the jokes coming out of this, you know, Alabama is not going to make you have a license to marry. So, you know, the whole Alabama joke thing going on there. Sure. Oh, yeah, I mean, go out and marry your daughter, marry your cousin, marry grandpa, you know, whatever. But it's still against the law to marry somebody you're related to by blood and by adoption. So I, I think this is great. It's, it's... Uh, it's a slow moving train, isn't it, JC? This this recovery towards liberty society. It yeah, is a recovery. It is a slow moving thing, but we are watching it move in that direction. I think it's been what about eight years? I guess I, where I came to this. You know, this is where I came to when I when I pastored, uh, and I I you know thought about. I guess what struck me is when it said by the power vested in me by the mm-hmm. state of Florida. And I thought, what, what is, what do you mean? What power in the state of Florida? And then we started researching the marriage license and found out, you know, well, if you don't get a marriage license, then you're subject to, to fines and, you know, criminal right. punishment as a minister. I thought, wait a minute, that means that anytime I'm marrying anyone, anytime I'm officiating a marriage, I'm actually, I'm not acting uh, as a minister of right. the church, exactly. I'm acting as an agent of the state because if I, in fact, if I act as a minister of the church, that's illegal in Florida mm-hmm. for, for a minister. If of, you try, if you tell the people that you're marrying that they're legally being no, married. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this very direct. If you marry someone as a minister of the church in the state of Florida, you are committing a crime. Okay, no minister in the state of Florida marries anyone as a minister of the church. The only valid marriage in the state of Florida Mm -hmm. is when that minister of the church acts and officiates the marriage as an agent of the state. And and the the couple and the minister have to get their permission slip, the license, from the state. You can't go... if you So if I'm a minister... And I married someone, and I'm saying, no, I'm not an agent of the state. I'm not signing a marriage license. And the couple says, well, you know, our marriage is not uh, not a mar- it's a marriage between us and God. It's mm-hmm. not a marriage that involves the state. We're not getting permission or a license. And you go up there to have that recorded at the uh, courthouse, or 
you know, you, uh, you know, fill out some paperwork that involves whatever benefits and this and that about your marriage, it's not going to be recognized. So only government marriage is recognized in, by the government in at least 33 mm-hmm. states. And I think at the, at the this, I guess, would spill over to the federal level. You file your income tax, you know, you say mm-hmm. married, claiming, whatever. If they are to question you, I suspect you would have to provide uh, a, a government marriage mm-hmm. license. So only this is the th- and, and this is the thing about the religious right. It's another thing when I was a pastor, they would come at me about the the uh, Defense of Marriage Act and all these marriage amendments. And right. I and, and they assume because I was a pastor that I supported this. And I would say, I don't support this. Oh, you support gay marriage. It, which is same same technique how they shift the topic. Oh, you you you're against. Uh, no, see when I told it, you're against national thing. emergency, so you want a flood of illegal aliens, right? So, I, so I might shift the discussion. My discussion on Smollett, I had people come me. So, so you like what he did? Right, you like what he you did? You like what he did? Are you crazy? So that's that. <sighs> so that same dishonest uh, technique of argumentation was used to shift the argument when I faced this, and I would say. Uh, that's what I what I what I am for is for biblical marriage, right. marriage between a man, woman, and God. What what these guys who called themselves the religious right, who were pitching this and trying to recruit us to support this, their definition of marriage was man, woman, God, and government. So mm-hmm. in in my equation, and when I look at the scripture, I don't see government involved in that. So right. so that's why I say. I believe in biblical marriage. Mm-hmm. So this this other stuff that you see going on, that's government marriage. The Defense of Marriage Act was about government marriage. These marriage amendment acts was government marriage. The religious right calling for government to take control of marriage. And I'm glad to see Alabama saying, you know what? We agree that marriage should not be a government thing. If yeah. you now if you want some kind of here here's the solution. If you want a government sanctioned union, then you you sign a contract. You have some kind of a civil contract with somebody. I don't understand right. why it it has to be That's, it's the same thing it with is, the so. with whatever you want to call it, gay marriage or, mm-hmm. or what have you. Uh I don't, that's, that wasn't, first off, it's never about marriage. It's about money. It's about benefits, right? It's about being recognized by the government. The, these people were not asking the church to recognize their marriage. They right. were asking the government that's to right. recognize their marriage. That's right. So if it's about benefits and and property and shared property, you know, why can't two individuals make a contract together to share and split their property? I mean, two brothers could say, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're coming into contract, and when I die, he gets my stuff. Well, and, two widows, they I live mean, together. On. Widow women live together all the time. Why shouldn't they have the benefit of a shared uh, of of a shared household? Yeah. So that those are those are con- that's a contract issue. Mm-hmm. So the whole that whole marriage debate, which which you know that's water on the bridge at, the, at this point, um, but that whole debate was totally. Uh, totally off the mark because it had nothing to do about marriage. It mm-hmm. was so there was a different there are different things mm-hmm. the contract issue versus a church issue biblical marriage. Just want to remind that was not being talked about. Yeah, I just want to remind everybody go to Chrisanne Hall's. Uh, I say that in a third. I talked about myself. Go to Chrisanne Hall's YouTube channel. Does. <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. Um, go to my YouTube channel and look for the uh, marriage video if you would like to have some instruction if you want to help your pastor on this. Now, I want to to show you one more thing before our show is over today. We got about 
a third of this section left and another short section. But the Missouri Senate has passed a bill that bans all federal gun laws in uh, Missouri. And it's it's really exciting because, you know, we have we had Kansas who did this. I think Kansas was the first state who did this. But then the can- Kansas turned coward on us. Uh-huh. So they passed this law out banning uh, federal gun laws within the state. And then... Uh, then they they left uh, Cox and Kettler out to dry. They they hung them on this bill, and they were federally prosecuted, even though the Kansas bill made what they did legal. Right. So I'm more encouraged because I know that the people who are backing this bill in Missouri are not going to do what Kansas did to Cox and Kettler, and so. Uh, SB, uh, SB 613, uh, is the predecessor. The new one is SB 367 and its companion house bill, HB 786, would prevent all state agencies and their employees from enforcing any federal law that infringes the second amendment in any way. And and this is really big, JC, including gun registrations, fees, fines, licenses and bans. I, I thought that was was really, really awesome. I even if you're watching us on YouTube right now, I have the language up here. It says, quote, all federal acts, laws, executive orders, administrative orders, court orders. Do you see how awesome this is? How inclusive they are here. Court orders, Rules, regulations, whether past, present, or future, which infringe on the people's right to keep and bear arms as guaranteed by the Second Amendment to the United States uh, and uh, Section 23 of the Missouri Constitution, shall be invalid in this state, shall not be recognized by this state, shall be specifically rejected by this state, and shall be considered null and void and of no effect in this state. Now, Missouri got rid of Governor Jay Nixon, so yeah. it's a different different, we got uh, a whole different new, story. We got a whole new story here in Missouri, and I'm really, really, really excited about this. And I love this language, JC. I don't know who wrote this bill, but it's somebody who actually uh, read the founder's intentions the founders directions on the supremacy clause because as i'm reading this jc i'm watching the writer of this cover every single base that's possible federal acts executive orders administrative orders court orders i mean seriously this law is saying the supreme court cannot order us to do to take away the people's arms to not even just take them away but they can't be fined, they cannot be regulated, and we're not going to be licensed by the federal government. It says any tax, levy, fee, or stamp imposed on a firearm, firearm accessories, or ammunition not common to all other goods and services which might reasonably be expected to create a chilling effect on the purchase or ownership of, a, of those items by law-abiding citizens. Yeah, and this is some of the encouraging stuff that we see. You know, oh, you, the, yes. You, you, as we travel the country, and, uh, and maybe we talk about this in the next segment, about those encur- mm-hmm. encouraging things we see. But as we travel the country and see 
some of these legislators and people in, in these positions becoming much more uh, much more savvy, much more full of knowledge in these things to be able to defend liberty. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Do you know, J.C., that Missouri is one of the states where I've actually taught the legislators about state sovereignty? And it's the one state that I've taught more than once. I've taught the state legislators in Missouri uh, three years, three years in a row on state sovereignty. I have to be encouraged that somebody somewhere took a seed of what I was casting and, and the seed that I was sowing and took that and took it into this law and said, look, we are justified in this and we know we are. Yeah. I, I find that very encouraging. This law, before we go on, I just want to say this law says any registering or tracking of firearms, firearm accessories, or ammunition, which might be reasonably expected to create a chilling effect on the purchase or ownership of those items by law-abiding citizens, and, and it goes on to say all of these things are null and void. Yep. And I just, and that's encouraging to me. You know, the, the, another encouraging thing that we saw this year, JC was, was the Supreme court opinion on Tim's where the Supreme court was quoting the 1100 charter of liberties and the Magna Carta. I mean, I've seen them quote the Magna Carta before, but I've never seen them quote the 1100 charter of liberties and the petition of right as, as a, platform for the existence of our constitution yeah no i mean and things like that are we do see encouraging things out there despite the you know the raging of the leftist and uh the the bolsheviks and the statists there's a lot of encouraging things uh as we travel Mm -hmm. that that we get to you know we get to see not only you know awesome people like val clark in colorado hey val good to see you this week (laughs) And, and just you know, and Miss Bev in Me- in Missouri, who's right. the one who brought me oh, there yeah, to teach the yeah. legislators three years in a row. But you so besides the, and Barbara in New York, right. and I mean seriously, so besides everywhere, those, you know, people like that are just fighting the fight. You know, we've seen groups like we've seen we've talked about the rise mm-hmm. of uh, the what we call the Liberty Millennials and the young people in general mm-hmm. who are uh, you know the growing class of right. those people who are getting right interested engaged and informed and just you know just smart about liberty and pushing back then we've seen obviously the the uh, rise of uh, i don't know liberty minded but at least in the black community at least a, a huge portion of the black community sort of turning away from the pro- socialist agenda socialist yeah agenda. exactly starting to wake up and say hey look you know we got our friends the hayes brothers yeah. who are out there yeah, making exactly. huge waves and so many people out there trying to and you know it's it's the awakening to to the to the realization that we've been lied to for yeah, a really yeah. long no, I, time i think that's the biggest part and of it. people don't like to be lied to yep 
right? I, so I agree with regardless that. of of whether you you consider yourself a Republican or a Democrat or a Libertarian or a conservative or a no labeled person or a constitutionalist, the the fact that you can you can tangibly see and point to things that you've been lied to yep. by intent and on purpose, that stuff creates rebellion in the heart. Yeah. And it's a healthy kind of rebellion. It's the rebellion that drove independence and liberty in America to begin with. Yeah, and go and go find the Hayes brothers on <laughs> on YouTube and on Facebook. Like their Facebook page, these guys. The videos they put out are hilarious so many times. They're funny. But there cool are guys. so many people in your state. Yeah. Every state. Look, JC, I haven't mentioned this yet, but Janet took, put this together. We have taught over the last nine years in 46 states and three countries. 46 yeah. states and three countries. And we there's only a handful of, of, of states we haven't been to in this union. We haven't been to Maryland. We haven't been to... Um, SK, you hear that? Yeah. We haven't been to Maryland yet. Uh, we, I can't remember right off the top of my head. I'm going to have Hawaii. to do a Janet. We haven't been to Hawaii. Um, so 46. So we're missing 46 states. That means we're missing 11, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. So 46 states we have, we have taught, and many of them we teach regularly. Right. So we are all over the country all the time teaching. And I can't help but encourage myself to think that for nine years we've been sowing the seed of liberty, that some of yeah. it is starting to come to root. Well, and that's that reminds me of the third group that we see that's encouraging is people of faith, you yes. know, getting involved and, and mm -hmm. standing up for liberty. I used to be banned in churches. Yeah. When we first started nine years ago, man, that was the one place they didn't want to hear it. They, they didn't, didn't want anything. They didn't want any interest no interest in so this. jc and i are more encouraged now than we've ever been so if you get discouraged just think the tide is turning the liberty wave is coming god bless you guys we will see you tomorrow